Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, so I'm a fat glass of champagne in right now, so this is not a sober episode. It might not be a lot for, for like some people, but I've been trying to drink less often, so I feel like it's kind of a lot it's for me. It's because you're so skinny, babe. You think I'm skinny? Roll the intro. Let's go home. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast Wild Till 9, hosted by myself, Lord DIY, and my handsome boyfriend, Jeremy. I just want to go by boyfriend. Oh, did not handsome? Uh, no, just and boyfriend. And boyfriend. Got it. Well, we decided uh, a couple episodes ago that that is your title. Oh yeah, I've changed it on LinkedIn and everything. And boyfriend. Boyfriend. First name and last name boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie, it's Friday night and we drank in a little bit. And, uh, um, I, like I haven't had, you've been refilling a little bit more than I have. Honestly, I was so thirsty and this is like, this is always the problem is that like when I'm thirsty, instead of like gulping a ton of water, I'll just like take massive swigs of my alcoholic beverage and then I end up in trouble. So can't wait to see what I'm going to reveal on tonight's podcast because I'm under the influence of Moe. Everyone now gets to see Tipsy Lauren. Oh, hell yeah. Which is beef. soon to be. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh my God. Anyways, hi guys. Welcome back. Uh, stop, drop, 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 drop. This is going really well for me. Stop, drop, roll, rate, download, follow, do all the things on the podcast, whatever platform you're listening to. And um, if you know, if you're on YouTube, go slap a subscribe or follow on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else. Stitcher. It's a thing. Let's not make fun of Stitcher. Okay. All right. Some people like Stitcher. Not, I believe that. I do believe it. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Deezer. Podbean. The podcast Bean. app, podcast. Podbean. Yeah, babe. These are all. Name. We're not going to discriminate against Podbean. I love Podbean. <laughs> on to the content. <laughs> so we've been asking you guys on a bunch of different platforms, like what kind of content you want from us, what questions you have, what insight we can provide. Because we're already at ideas. Because because it's episode seven, and we're like, what the fuck do we talk? About? What else is there to discuss? <laughs> But a reoccurring topic that came up a lot was um, like our journey of living together. Jeremy, fun fact, is the first boyfriend and significant other that I've ever lived with. Um, And Lauren, fun fact, is not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nice topic. Uh, Wait, second? Yeah, second. Second, yeah. Okay, so that's like, I mean, so you had like one run of experience. One run of experience? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that I learned um, a few things right up front. Like, okay, cool. This is like the, my territory, I have to do this. And also these are the things that we're just going to let go because it's not worth the fight. I mean, yeah, I feel like living together is the ultimate compromise and like test if you guys are going to kill each other while- No, living together during uh, a worldwide lockdown is the ultimate test. Oh, that's true. I really, we've had this conversation so many times about like our couple friends about like, this is a make or break test of like new-ish relationships if like your ish gone last because like you are about to learn the worst of the worst habits of that other person because you're about to spend like- uh, an unhealthy amount of time together without seeing another person. Oddly enough, I feel like we kind of lived this lifestyle before the whole thing happened. So we were more, um, 
ready to transition into full-time living together. We've been training for this. Yeah. I mean, no, no. Okay. So like, I feel like that's misleading. We've been living together since basically our fifth date. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that's misleading. <laughs> no. Okay. How, let's see. I honestly, I feel like we probably should have like recapped our timeline before hitting record because instead like, now everyone can hear us do it in real time. In real time. Truly. Okay. So let's see. I feel like, and this always happens in a relationship is that like one person in the relationship, you spend more time at their house, whether it be because their parents are homeless or they have, or they don't have roommates or they just have like a better setup or they have like a pet that they can't leave for prolonged amounts of time. Are you just naming all the things that you had that I didn't? Oh, well, no, I don't have, well, you didn't have roommates either or like with the parents. No, no, I just no, mean like in general in relationships, like not. there's always a significant other's house that you spend more time at. It's never 50-50. You had a hot tub, a uh, dog, true, and true. about 4,000 more square feet than I did. And also air conditioning. I had air conditioning. Well. I did. Past 100 degrees, you don't have air conditioning. I mean, okay. But, okay, fine. <laughs> Anyways, so, so let's, uh, let's try and like backtrack our timeline. So I mean, I can tell you. you really? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, I think that we started spending more nights together, like the whole sleepover thing, mm -hmm. and me going to like work the next day from here, which is a oh yeah, was a massive pain in the ass. Yeah, that was not convenient. Um, probably February to March, March to May, almost all the time, and then May right. I started working from home here. Yeah. Oh my God. You're right. So I actually gave Jeremy a room in the house to dedicate as his office before he had even officially moved in. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is commitment, babe. Wow. Yeah. No, that was commitment. Well, commitment on both sides, I'd say. Okay. Well, I gave you a whole room. And you even made a video about it. Yeah. Like I did make subscribe. a whole video about it. Yeah. Lord DIY. Like hey, shout out Lord DIY. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, started just like having more sleepovers and it eventually just like didn't make sense for you to also be paying rent in a place that you didn't use and half your clothes were here. You know, uh, side apartments in Beverly Hills aren't exactly the most uh, cost-effective investment. It's it's not. Nor it's with really like not. the, I think it was like, like $60 in Ubers every day, like back and forth, back and forth. It was annoying. Right, right. So it just made sense eventually. And I feel like those are the most natural and like healthy progressions of moving in is when it just like makes sense. Like cost wise, convenience wise, like relationship dynamic wise, like that's the time. Like I feel like that was such like a natural transition for us. And I feel like in other relationships, we like Alex, Jesus. Oh my God. Okay, we're just gonna name blast over here. We like, damn. Is this a secret to anyone? No, it's not. And we've talked about this and Alex and I are totally chill about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're making fun. it weird by making it weird. Okay, yeah, I know, okay. Shout out Alex Wasabi. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not um, any secret to the public if people actually want to know. There's um, many confirmations in different spots where people could piece together the reason why we broke up and, um, yeah, I mean, living together was was a big portion of um, uh, that relationship that was a point of contention. Oh, that was painfully ambiguous, but not interesting nonetheless. So let's move on. Okay, great. I would love to. I would love to so much. <laughs> Babe. Yeah. Speaking of, it's your yeah. two year anniversary. What? It's your two year, two year anniversary. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's my it's my breakup anniversary today. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. <sighs> Wow, we are starting this podcast off strong and I am uncomfortable. I have knee sweat. 
<laughs> you always know the pot is getting good when Lauren starts getting knee sweat. lubricated under the knees. Do you think I could put deodorant on my knee pits? Is that a thing? So I, when I was in, uh, oh Jesus. All right, welcome everybody. When I was in high school mm-hmm. in sports, my feet would sweat Ew. so much. Oh my so, God. So, so much. And I, my doctor gave me a medic, like a medical grade deodorant to put on my feet because you know, when you would, I had friends that also made me take my like shoes off, clothes off, take my shoes off when I walked <laughs> in their house. And Different my, type of friends that my feet would be so off. sweaty. It would be Ew. like, you would literally see where, yeah, it's gross. Ew, babe. I'm, yeah, okay. Well. So anyway, so did it work? No. Okay, great story. <laughs> so I shouldn't try and put deodorant on my knee pits. You know, you should try it. I should try it? Okay, yeah. great. Next week, um, come back and find out if deodorant on the knee pits makes me Next week less on Wild Till Nine. <laughs> yeah. We should get to something that's not fucking stupid. Okay, well, let's go back to moving because I feel like there's so many things that like we wanted to touch on because, okay, like for me, you're the first boyfriend I've ever lived with. And so I would have been- One slept with two. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been what, 26 when you moved in? And slept with me, yes. Right, yes, that exactly, for sure. So I feel like that's kind of late to like, not late. I don't know. It depends on your timeline. I don't know. I feel like so many of my friends like moved in with their boyfriends at like 20, 21. And I was like, well, damn, no one wants to commit to me on that level. Lauren, I I think you nailed it in that last piece. It's late in comparison to the timeline that you set for yourself. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to, we're going to, timelines is like one of our things that we want to cover today because that is just a whole motherfucking can of worms that we could talk about forever because it's such like a thing, like timelines. Um, such a thing. It's such a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like at 26, everyone had had an experience living with a significant other. And I was like, damn, I, I still don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. And honestly, it wasn't even for like the relationship portion. Like, obviously I wanted that to happen because I wanted a relationship to like progress or whatever. But I also like wanted to know, like if I was unbearable to live with, because I feel like you learn a lot about you yourself. Are. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm kidding. You're the I, best woman I've ever had, babe. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you just saying that because I might be your roommate forever? Yeah, no. Huh. Oh, okay. No. I mean, yeah. you will be my roommate forever, but not right. because of that. Huh. Okay. Right. Interesting. But I mean, I moved in with a girl at 22. Okay. And what'd you learn about yourself? I feel like you learned so much about yourself that you like didn't realize when you're living. Okay, wait. So did you, you live with roommates and then did mm-hmm. you ever live by yourself before moving no. in? Oh, I lived with uh, a slew of men in college. A skew. Yeah, a skew of men, <laughs> a ton of men in college and then immediately moved to LA with my girlfriend at the time. I feel like I have so many friends who have it like on their kind of like mental checklist that they want their partner to have lived by themselves for at least a little bit of time. Cause I feel like that's when you learn how to like really take care of shit and like pay your bills, take the trash out and you learn how to do all of that stuff that like you like originally may have been relying on other people to do without like actually realizing it. I am really, really, really good at um, most organizational chores and this and that, the ones that I'm not good at, I am F student bad. (laughs) AKA anything in the kitchen. Honestly though, like when I met you and went to your apartment for the first time, like you having your bed made, it was so neat and tidy. And like you had like a set of pots and pans that were nice quality and like regular cutlery. Like the fact that I wasn't eating off of like a paper plate and like 
like plastic utensils. I was like, this guy has a shit together. Like Meanwhile, I am in had on had never this. used the pots and pans, barely right. used anything. Right. I, I pretty much postmated it every single meal, but I had But them. you had it. But I really took that as a sign and a confirmation. I was like, oh, this dude is like mature and like has his shit together and I'm here for it. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to tell you the real story. I, um, <laughs> I don't think I've told you this. There was this girl that I was tindering or something. You're an some, entanglement with? Yeah, one of those. Uh, you know, a, a casual relationship among adults. And I remember she came over to my spot and was like, I'm going to cook for you. And I was like, well, I have uh, no food and uh, don't need the pots and pans. And I remember she gave me such judgment <gasps> that I, while she was in the kitchen, I said, I, I put my phone down. I was like, you tell me what I should order. Oh, and that was the last time I saw her, but I got those fucking pots and pans. Right. Okay. So that, mm -hmm. did she like kind of bamboozle you into ordering nicer things than you needed? No, I was appreciative, appreciative for the fact that she went out and picked the ones that were good. You know what? I can actually thank her because some of those pot and pans have made it to the house now. They all have. They all have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're great. They're much better than mine. Mm -hmm. I have a really cute um, Rachel Ray purple set that Jeremy yep. hates yep. and he likes his better, but mine are cuter. So I'm still, you know, it's, it's up in the air. Lauren, which ones are nicer? <laughs> like cute wise, like nicer looking. Yours are cuter. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I genuinely was like a little scared to move in. I don't know. I mean, it felt so natural for us to like move in together because we spent so much time living together. But I do feel like there's an added pressure or like a small test of the relationship when there's not a backup apartment to go to if things were to blow up. You know what I mean? If you were to get into a really heated fight and there wasn't the option for you to just fuck off and go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wasn't the option for you to fuck off and go home. Yeah. Right. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, except if, if we had a fight here, right. you could just fuck off and go home. Mm -hmm. But when like that option is gone, I mean, luckily our house is big enough that like you could fuck off to another room and we could probably figure it out and, you know, not see each other for potentially a whole day. Mm -hmm. Like there's enough bathrooms in this house that we could figure it out. The kitchen might be an right. issue, but you know. Oddly enough, and I, it's fucking insanity that I'm about to say this. We've never been that mad at each other. Yeah, you're right. There really isn't a time where I'm like, get the fuck into the house right now. I mean, I've never needed space from you. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come. Yeah, just wait, just wait. It's and, a, that's a ticking time bomb for sure. <laughs> and, and it'll come in the form of you needing space from me, I'm sure. Uh, let's for be clear. Sure. But like, for sure. oddly enough, we haven't had that yet. And yeah. we've been living hip to hip for well over a year now. Yeah, like a year and a half probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just, you spend so much time here that it just didn't make sense. And I was like, okay, just go get your shit. Oh my God. And then we moved you in. We didn't hire a moving company. And we, like the two of us with our own muscles- moved you in, which was like kind of fun. I mean, like well, at the time it like wasn't fun. It was a workout for sure because you lived on the second floor of your little duplex. And then we got a McFlurry and, and in McDonald's case after. Wondering, uh, Beverly Hills has old apartments. I don't know what the, the idea of what Beverly Hills would be, uh, right. or at least what mine was, Right. but thousands and thousands of dollars a month gets you a place. Your place was cute though. Oh, it was cute and the location was nuts. It was yeah, insane it was great. and parking and all sorts of shit. It was great, fantastic. Could but it have used an elevator? Absolutely. Yes, yes. So anyway, we moved you out, we moved you in and uh, got McDonald's on the way home and it was a bonding experience. We sweat a lot, burned a lot of calories mm -hmm. and then refilled those calories at McDonald's and it was a great experience. That was the last time we burned a calorie until like two weeks ago. <sighs> What do you mean? You bailed on our last training session. We So we've been doing personal training and um, I've been in attendance at every you single workout. You keep moving the dates. Okay, well move your shit so you can come. 
It's I have to make money so <laughs> I can pay rent so we don't have any arguments. True, true. But. I mean, that's another thing that was so interesting um, in the Truth or Drink video that I did with Alicia is that one of the questions was, does Jeremy pay rent? And I was like, what do you mean does he pay? I, I just like couldn't even fathom the possibility of you not paying rent. I can fathom it if we want to talk about it. <laughs> You're like, that actually sounds like a great fathomed idea, actually. We can talk through that. <laughs> but I guess it's more common than I realized for influencers or creators or whatever who are comfortably living in houses that they own or are on their way to fully owning, whatever that may be and letting their significant others just like kind of coast. I think that LA in particular has a lot of people that come here for a dream. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that that dream isn't attainable or realistic, but uh, the process to get to the dream isn't necessarily a profitable one. That's true. And they surround themselves with significant others who are maybe a little bit farther along in the course of that dream. Right. And I think that there's like a initial form of like, uh, empathy and sympathy and then it becomes more of like a, well they're trying and it goes like well they think they're trying and then it's like a fuck you get out you're not paying money I know it sucks because like if it's just like it's so tough because if you did find that one person who genuinely is like trying so hard and working so hard and it's like you're doing them such like a a massive favor that they're so grateful for to give them a place to stay and like they'll get on their feet soon. It's like, there's one thing, but there's just such a big population of people who are here to take advantage of someone who does have those assets. I mean, I think it's hard. I think money is such an awkward topic for a lot of people. For sure. And I get it. I mean, I've been, I've been broke much longer in my life than I haven't. And it's one of those things where I think that it's tough for young people who want things to be right to feel like there's this awkward thing they can't get off their chest in the form of money, no matter what they do. Right, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I've had um, a few friends who personally haven't charged or will just like not mention rent to see what happens. And I just feel like it's the grounds for such a toxic relationship. I just feel we like- We should try that. Uh, you just won't mention rent. I'll, I'll stop the auto stop deposit. Just, It'll yeah. be this fun thing. And we'll thing. just see how it, we'll how just it see goes. We'll see how it goes, yeah. yeah. That, that's like a fun. fun gamble. Just yeah. roll the dice, mm -hmm. you know, roll the dice, babe. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like there's so many things that could go wrong there. I feel like people use money as an excuse to dictate control in the relationship. So it's like right off the bat, if someone is providing a shelter, a roof over your head, and they have like the toxic mindset of like, I make the shots in the relationship. I don't know. I just feel like things can go so wrong on so many different levels. Yeah. I mean, there's where to begin. Yeah, but I mean, I we didn't even have to have that conversation. Like you kind of just like paid the same rent as you did at your apartment. But well, we didn't have to have the conversation because I could pay rent, and that's, that's the difference, right? True. So yeah. I mean, change the change the the script on it, and it's like, let's say I couldn't pay rent mm -hmm. in the beginning. Let's say I lost my job halfway. Let's say I lose my lose my job tomorrow, and I go right. through my my savings or whatever. There's always that like we didn't have the conversation because. We didn't need to have it. You know right. what I mean? It's different for people that are in that transition space. Yeah. And then it's like, I, I just feel like there's like a piece of me that would never make you pay rent if you had lost your job. Ooh, but we're really? like, well, okay, hang on, hang on. But you were spending eight hours a day, every single day hustling. Right. 
like applying and interviewing like I feel like that is just like the natural response for someone who's empathetic and like a regular ass person to be like it's no skin off my back to give you a place to live for you know x amount of months until it takes you to get back on your feet but I think it just it's the difference between someone making an effort and someone just sitting on their ass doing nothing and just being like I got a free place to live bitches well there's a a Here's my distinction, and then we should get on to something that's a little more lighthearted, but the big distinction here is that you have the ability to do that without it. Um, if you need to pay for me to exist, or if I need to pay for you to exist, we could both do that, right? So it's not like something where it is a uh, life-changing, I am now sacrificing any and everything for my life, or whatever. Like It's one of those things where we can do that and still maintain that like balance Mm -hmm. some people can't do that and I feel like that pressure and emotion just like builds up stress over time and just ruins shit for sure I mean I think resentment is a massive emotion that comes from that as well too yeah and I think it's hard definitely and also I think even someone who is a billionaire right who isn't able to not resent someone because Mm -hmm. they're they're paying the bill Mm -hmm. shouldn't pay the bill then like if you're going to let that like sink into everything else and just like permeate throughout all of your other intentions don't do it Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so on a more uh, a lighter note, um, what's the most annoying thing I do as a roommate? I Nothing comes to mind. Okay, uh, well, I have a whole list for you, so you might as well just give me one. Why don't you start then? <laughs> so one time, I almost killed Jeremy. Like, this was... Um, this was a uh, Jeremy looked death in the face this day because I I was just so shocked at the audacity that you had to do this. This is the dumbest, most pettiest thing. I'm ever. I'm trying to awesome. remember which one this is, but keep going. Oh, and you don't know which one it is. I feel like I tell the story to everyone. It's Good. so funny. 
Go ahead. Anyways, so I, um, you know, wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, piece of toast sounds really good today. Oh, this one. Yeah, this one. <laughs> you know, piece of toast sounds so good. Maybe I'll put some some peanut butter on it. Maybe some jam. Maybe a banana if I'm feeling crazy. Yeah, okay, Lord. So go to the freezer. Go to get some bread because I, fe- I we freeze our bread. Um, if Which it's I like, hate, but it's okay. Okay, well, we don't really, I mean, sometimes, we, anyways, anyways, went to the freezer to go get the bread out of the freezer to put in the toaster to make myself a piece of toast. That I, think, I, was- I think we all understand that portion now. <laughs> Did anyone, is anyone, everyone's got it? And okay. Jeremy's ass had literally taken the last piece of toast, put in the toaster, made his toast, and deliberately left the two butts of the bread, so the two ends, the part that no one eats. I would hazard a guess that someone out there likes the butt of the loaf. And you know what? I'm sure there is someone who enjoys the butt of the loaf, but you know that I don't eat the butt of the loaf. We hadn't had that conversation. We No. Yes, we had. Yes, we had. You, have you ever seen me eat a butt of the loaf? Anyway. We didn't have anyway, the conversation. Jeremy put the two butts of the loaf face to face, the butts together, two butts together, back into the freezer by themselves um, and just didn't mention it. Just, you know, slid them back in, slid the door closed and went about his day. And so then me being so excited over my toast was just so devastated that I, I got excited. I was like, great, here's the bag of bread from the freezer. Gonna make some toast. And I was like, all I have are butts, just butts. For everyone listening to this, this, this story right here is one of the worst things I've ever done, meaning that I am an A-plus fucking roommate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, g- generally, you are tidier than I am, for sure. I'm sorry. Generally, I am tidier than you. How to make a- Whose laundry has been sitting in our bedroom for five days on clothing racks? It's clean. Whose laundry has been sitting in our room Lauren, for five days? Who has clothes spread across the entire fucking house that are dirty all over the place? You, your socks. Jeremy has this like really fun habit where he takes his socks off at random times of the day and leaves them in, in like random places. Like sometimes I'll find a sock on like the kitchen counter and I'm like, you're fucking kidding. There's a sock on the kitchen. Like for someone who's so tidy. And here's the thing too, is that you're so tidy and so clean that like when you do something that's like kind of gross, it like magnifies it almost. So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot by being kind of clean. I don't discourage your tidiness. I just want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. But when I do find a sock on the counter, I'm like, this, 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 are you kidding? What is this? All right. I'm not going to go through a line item by line <laughs> item the things that piss me off about Lauren's uh, roommate side. But what I will say is this. You got to find somebody whose um, isms uh-huh. aren't non-starters, right? And if they are non-starters, you need to address that shit early. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you see that someone's a hoarder, like, and that's not your oh, vibe, like, you I've, need to get out. I've experienced that before. That's really? No oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, to what extent? I mean, to have, like, rooms dedicated to bullshit. <gasps> Oh my God. Oh God. A TLC hoarders is one of my guilty pleasures. I just like love seeing the before and after of like someone getting it, everything organized. But I mean, that's on like a different level, I think. Shout out TLC. Shout out TLC. Um, love you. One of my clients. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so really nice. Love them. 90 yeah. Day Fiance. Love 90 Day Fiance. Love. love. Um, yeah. But the big thing with Lauren and I is that we are to a degree complimentary in the way that we are messy or dirty. Like I'm very, I'm miserable in the kitchen. I'm a fucking child. And it's because my mother coddled me from day one. She never made me like clean a dish. I never cooked a damn thing. She was just the, like we cleaned every weekend. Like she made me clean things with her. Mm -hmm. I just never touched the kitchen. It was like, once you get done with, with dinner, go do homework or go play outside or whatever. And so to this day, I mean, I feel like a toddler taking the first steps every time I wash a dish. 
there's that um that baby Yoda meme where it's baby Yoda holding a spatula and it's like me holding my spatchy spatchy getting ready to flip something and that is literally <laughs> Can I get your your Yoda impression one more time? Me holding a spatchy spatchy getting ready to flip something. Oh, okay, that was really good. Was it? I feel like I, I don't know. I haven't watched any of that, so I don't really know what Baby Yoda actually sounds like. It wasn't like. good. No, it wasn't. Oh, good. it was really bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with anyway, <laughs> but no, I'm terrible in it, and you really pick up there big time. For sure, for sure. And I'm not great in the kitchen. I'm just much better in the kitchen than Jeremy is. So we just we just let me take the reins on that. I, I will say though that like whoever said you can't teach an old dog new tricks is absolutely wrong because I have trained Jeremy to do a few things in the kitchen that really make my life so much better. Like I hate, I hate, it's like a pet peeve of mine. When the sink is filled with shit, like I don't like dishes in the sink. I don't like crumbs and like pieces of old food in the sink. Like just rinse it down. Just rinse it down. I do. Just rinse it down. And like if you if you let food dry in the sink, it's so much it's harder to get off than if you just rinse it down when you're washing your plate off the first time. And uh, so anyway, so Jeremy has really done a great job of kind of adhering to that pet peeve of mine and making sure that it never happens. Thanks, babe. Love you. You're welcome. Um, the biggest thing that bothers me about Lauren, I will say this, is her, uh, because we live in a house where, you know, we have plenty of bedrooms and, and bedrooms are studios and DIY rooms and my office and this and that. And when Lauren's in the middle of a DIY, oh my God. a production, say you, um, that production shares the space that I live, eat, breathe and work <laughs> in as well. And so uh, any one of these cameras and lenses and lights and this and that can just be spread out wherever the fuck that she leaves them. We've got cords over here, chargers over there, my charger over here. So if you went into our house, you would be able to see that all of our chargers have our initials on them like they do in preschool <laughs> and there is a place for them. And Lauren is very good at playing, um, I don't know, uh, missing charger magic game all the fucking time. I love that game. You do. That's so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am admittedly a tornado when I'm in the middle of something and I, have this rule like burned into my brain where my mom always told me touch things once so that like if you take your socks off when you take them off you touch it once and you put them in the hamper or whatever you don't even like, touch rule. things once it's such a good rule mm -hmm. it's a, what the and, fuck happened to that well bitch i don't know you tell me socks on the counter touch things once i was never i learned this new thing today thank you gail <laughs> but i just learned that now thank you gail but no my mom always said touch things once and i i genuinely think about it multiple times a day and i it, and it probably has made a massive improvement on my tornado issue but like i am a path of destruction in the house when i'm in the middle of doing something i don't know if it's because like i'm thinking about the time efficiency of something but i'm just you can you can see the path of destruction when i move from room to room especially during like filming i feel like you're pretty bad when it's the when it's shooting days so i'll tell you that on a shooting day it's bad it's like i destroy the bedroom because i'm picking clothes for like the shoot and i'm putting together outfits and then diy room yeah, and but, then but pause and every guy ever Guys, know this. If you got mad every time a girl is about to go out to do something, whatever, if there's a look required, mm -hmm. I don't care if she picked it out three days in advance and has it laid out, steamed, iron ready to go. She puts that on, I assure you, one of two things. <laughs> one, this makes me look fucking huge. <laughs> or two, we can't wear this anymore because of, of reasons that make absolutely no sense. And your response as a guy is, yeah, okay, no, uh, I think you look great, but I, I get it every time. And if that's not your response, fucking learn it quick. Yeah, no. And the, the process between that and the that that actual end result outfit, 
nine to ten different items, top to bottom, yep. throwing the fuck everywhere. Explosion. And, and towards the end, you're just ripping things yep. off. And yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. And then we're late at the door. And yep. then you're like, it's fine. It's whatever. It's fine. Yep. And, we're, and then we're on out. And I'm mad. I hate the way I look. I feel insecure. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're a great sport about that. I can tell that you've uh, experienced that before in the past. And someone, uh, someone else, an ex-girlfriend has done the duty that uh, I didn't have to do and has set, set the, uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'll uh, send her a uh, Christmas thank you card. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great. I'll sign great. your name. I love that. Yeah. yeah. One time I... Uh, oh, God. So my mom, too, similar to yours, coddled me in the laundry department, did all my laundry. I had never done laundry until I moved away to university. And in my first year of university, we had uh, a washer and dryer on our floor that we used communally. It was fine. Whatever. I survived. It was fine. And then the next couple of years, I moved from apartment to apartment. Most of the time, laundry was like in the basement or I went to a laundromat. My fourth year, I had one in my apartment. Ooh, bougie. Yeah. Oh it's my rich, God. Rich. Oh my God. Yeah. So when I got that apartment in Toronto that finally had ensuite laundry. So I was the only one using the laundry machine. At, this is the first time ever in my entire life that I was doing my own laundry and uh, using that laundry machine. And I was the only one using it. Like the only one responsible, the only one contributing to dryer lint. And um, I don't know if there's a handbook that I just didn't read or if there was a life lesson that I somehow missed out on, but no one told me that you had to empty the dryer lint catcher. And I'm not kidding when I tell you that, like uh, the fact that I did not burn down the entire condo that I lived in in Toronto is an absolute miracle. I did probably 14 months worth of laundry without emptying, without emptying the dryer catcher. And like, it was, it was, it was the size of your head. It was, it was genuinely the size of your head, the amount of laundry lint that I pulled out of the laundry catcher when I finally realized that, you, that there was something to empty. I, yeah, didn't do laundry growing up. I'm not sure what day of Common Sense 101 I did attend to know right. that you were supposed to remove the dryer lint. Missed it. But that also applies to air filters in the home. I remember when I came over here the first time. I didn't I, know. I looked up and we have a lot of white walls and I could see behind the grid just this black tar of a fucking filter. <laughs> I like popped the screen open. I'm like, yo, when's the last time you changed this? Change what? Yeah, your, uh, yeah your, your, your filter before it goes to the air conditioning. Do, we, huh? do you change those? What? No. The filter lasts forever. Like, God. I, no one told me. It's taken care of. You will never have to do that again. Thank God. I will God. always do that. Thank God. Always. Thank God, babe. I know there's just like, I, there's just some jobs that, that are that are your jobs and some jobs that are my jobs. I have a quick question for the audience and um, answer honestly. Do you separate your laundry into different colors? <laughs> and I mean, whites <laughs> and darks and brights. and color. Like how many different, like, is you just throw everything in one? Do you separate like a fucking adult? Because one of us does not. I separate now. I separate now. Okay, so a confession that I that I, I, I will I will come clean about is that I, um, for the entirety of my solo laundry career, just threw all that shit into one load. And you know what? Everything turned out fine. Everything turned out fine. You know what? You know what actually didn't didn't turn out fine is when I started separating. Literally, my sock. I dyed it pink this week because there was a pair of sweatpants. That's, we don't need a visual. Nope. 
That's okay. There's a visual okay. for those of you on the That's YouTube channel. Right. You get to see my pink sock. It's like it's like a light pink tint. Maybe you can't even see it. Anyways, things didn't start going wrong until I started uh, separating my laundry. Maybe because I didn't actually, I wonder if I avoided whites. I feel like I didn't really wear that many whites and my sheets definitely weren't white, but I, I didn't know how to use- All those generous lovers. Bleach. <laughs> I didn't know how to use bleach in like a laundry component other than making like a bleach dyed sweater or something. It's odd that you know how to do that and not know how to, you know, wash some fucking whites. You know, I don't think it is odd. That's very Lord DIY of me. Okay, next topic. <laughs> An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The biggest thing that I want to kind of cap off this whole living together situation, and it's a very important one, and it's one that um, you can either already relate to or you will. Have to look forward to. In every relationship, there's two people. Sometimes three, sometimes four now. I mean, really, I guess there's a lot of combinations. Right. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and, and say that all-encompassing in every relationship, there is one individual who's a worse fucking sleeper. And a worse fucking bedmate. And it's a Jeremy. A worse fucking <laughs> companion from every fucking time you fall asleep to wake up in the morning. And that is fucking Lauren. I am telling you, and I'm telling you with complete transparency and utter honesty, I love you so much. You're a giant pain in the ass when we're sleeping. But you love me though, right? I love you so much. Okay. You are sweaty. You're loud. You're a blanket hog. You are a mover and shaker. Okay, you know what? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to put you guys on something that will change your relationship. This saved our relationship. Yeah, this when I said, saved When I said we haven't had any massive fights is because we found this yeah, early this is, on. This is a game-changing component to a relationship that uh, that struggles with any kind of like sleeping uh, issues. So we have a California king bed, which is very large. Like that's a, that's a lot of space for two of us. And um, the game changing thing that I need to put you on is, I, I sound like I'm teeing up for an ad right I know, now. Right. I promise I'm not. But is, we could be. <laughs> but we could be. Um, so California king size bed. Jeremy and I both have our own separate queen size duvets. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. So we both have our own blanket. I have a weighted blanket that I just started using. I love it. And I have like a soft blanket for warmth. And Jeremy has just like a regular duvet. And we have duvet. our purple pillows. And we have our purple pillows that we genuinely love. Not sponsored this week, but Not a sponsor. we love them anyway. But purple, you could come back, but we do love our purple <laughs> pillows. And it is genuinely, we just like, we don't even have to touch each other in the middle of the night. And it is so nice because we both hate the way that the other person sleeps. Uh, real quick, everyone just take a quick guess. Think about it in their mind. Um, <laughs> who do you think of the two of us? Lauren, little... Uh, skinny, um, hairless Asian girl, and then me, big hairy white guy. Who do you think sweats more at night? <laughs> Which one? You, just go ahead and uh, think about who you think would probably sweat more at night, and then um, think about your guess, and then think about how fucking wrong you are because it's Lauren. It is Lauren. It is Lauren. I don't sweat at all at night. I am dry. I am, I am perfectly comfortable every night. She wakes up. <gasps> I'm hot. And she is fucking dripping. 
Yeah. No, I, I have to shower in the morning because I genuinely I'm like, did I sweat a lot last night? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's it's I know that it comes from my dad because my dad is my mom's always like, you're sticky, you're sticky. And it's it, it comes from my dad. It runs in the family. It's genetic. And I'm sorry, I can't Big hairy it. white guy not sweating. Jeremy, literally, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Last night he slept in a hoodie and I started sweating just looking at you. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Um, okay, enough about all these things. I want to talk about a juicy topic. Okay, all and right. so if you already clicked off, you fucked up. <laughs> Let's talk about timelines. Oh man, you know what? I think it's hard because, like, even the idea of a timeline is something that society has created. I'd like to go get a whiskey. Can we pause? Oh, we can pause. I actually have to pee. Great. Great. Pause. Be right back. <laughs> Well, little whiskey break. Oh my God. You know, when you sit down to go pee and you kind of realize like that you're a little more tipsy than you thought you were. So this next portion is going to be the first tipsy segment of our podcast. Oh no, I've been tipsy the whole time for sure. No, but I'm saying like definitely tipsy. Oh, for sure. Confirmed tipsy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. many more drunk episodes to come and we could make it a sponsor. <laughs> my way. Um, not Greek, not Basil Greek. Hayden, Woodford. Basil. Anyway, okay, point is, <laughs> we love our sponsors this week. We do, that's we do. matters. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. Um, no, Rick, we really do. That's so nice, thank you. That's so nice, thank you. My engagement ring fund is... Flourishing. Actually, I think it's about negative $47,000. No, between... it's not. We're out of debt now. Lauren, you're not forgetting the... Uh, remember the first, the first speaker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I texted Jeremy when he was downstairs getting his whiskey to get me a snack and he was already back upstairs and I'm sad. <laughs> okay, timelines, timelines, timelines. All right, so first off, Lauren has- um, I feel like you're about to put me on blast right now. No, 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 as you've kind of like, as we've alluded to before, Lauren has this like, oh, I feel like I was old at 26 and this and that. Like, we're not living in the 1800s where everyone, you know, is married and having children at 18 anymore. Right. That's not necessarily the case. So. To, to move in with someone 25, 26, 27, that's fine. Oh my God. Well, okay. No, here's the thing is that like anything you do at any age is fine. Like I want to well, be very clear. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe not. Okay. okay maybe not, like when things scale too young, not fine. But like if you are 35, moving in with your first boyfriend ever, first girlfriend ever, whatever, like that is fine. Like that's what I'm saying is that like there's no right or wrong way to do anything outside of like the moral conduct of like doing things legally and stuff. You know what I mean? Like outside of that, obviously. But I, I feel like it's so hard to not compare yourself to other people. Like it's almost impossible. I don't even like going on Facebook anymore. And this is like, this is, I, I am so guilty of this all the time, but like, I'll see someone that I went to high school with announce that they're having a baby. And I'm like, oh shit, like they're pregnant. Damn. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm 27. That was, they've probably trying to been, they've probably been trying to get pregnant for multiple years. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And I also just feel like, too, like the small town timeline is much different than like the city timeline. Uh Small digression, but it's very important. Okay. I've seen a couple of comments talk about how new parents of kids listen to the podcast <gasps> with like headphones on. I love it. And they're like, oh, you can keep swearing. This is mommy's time. This is mm -mm. mommy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Give I me the real it. shit. I'm like, I fuck with you guys. That's so good. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This if you're a parent, I want to say, tell us. I want to see, I want to hear about the children. I love that. For sure. 
For sure. I actually love that. No, I do. I, I, someone sent me a video the other day of their baby laughing to like, I'm sure not us, but like, no, we're not that funny. No, we're definitely not that funny, but they were like laughing and smiling and being like a happy baby as she was listening to the podcast. And I was like, I fucking love this. That's so cute. Effing love that. Yeah. I, I, Hey baby, this is for you. I effing love that. And you'll learn what that word means later on in life. We funny love that. Anyway. So timelines. So I, um, I think when I was a kid, like I had a general idea of what I wanted in terms of like finish college and do that. And then, you know, find a, 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 a fiance and a wife and then have a first and second child. And I don't really remember what those numbers were, mm-hmm. but I think quickly after I got to, I don't know, 19, I was like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Wait. Okay. No, try and remember like when you were 16, cause like when I was 16 and I would think about like, 26, 27, 10 years later, I was like, oh my God, yeah, like no doubt I'll be married, be thinking about having kids. Like 27 had this number in my mind that was like, I was going to be a, I had to be a full grown adult at 27. Okay. And I think that probably meant like married and, and everything. Mm. And, and I mean, it's no secret, Google it. I've been engaged. So like I, there was a world where I was, but right. like it, the, the, the idea of being engaged any earlier than now feels like, oh, it's rushed. You know what I mean? Does that mean that you have something to ask me? The panic in your face right now. <laughs> we already had dinner tonight, so I don't, what else would I ask? <laughs> Babe, the people want to know. Can we, can we talk about it? Can we, is it like the sacred E word forever? My engagement? Yeah. It's not that sacred. It's yeah, not that we sacred? We can talk about it. Okay. But I feel right. like we should make a podcast up, like an episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, de- we'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a whole epi on it, y'all. I feel like it's not going to be as exciting as you think it is. I don't know. Okay, well, guys, let us know if you want to hear it. Um, egg Jeremy on. We'll give him a little peer pressure and see if he warms up to the idea. That's a fun idea for everyone involved. So timeline, when were you supposed to have babies? So, I mean, when I was 16, I feel like at 26, I just thought that like, and okay, we were just talking about this the other day, is that like, I don't know at what age, but there was like a distinct moment in time where I had the idea that being an adult meant that like you were responsible, you were mature, you were intelligent, you knew everything and something just like, like a a switch just flipped or something and you were an adult. And I don't know what age I was at when I realized that like children just turn into older children who happen to be 45. Like there's no, there's no switch. Age, it happens to everybody. Wisdom does does not, not. does not. Responsibility does not. Maturity does not. And it's so crazy. Like that concept, the day that I realized that it was a 180 for me and something just flipped and I was like, holy shit. Everything that I've known is wrong. But I will say that I think that to a degree, you have your parents to almost blame for that. <laughs> My mom, the other day we were on FaceTime and she was like, yeah, it was so nice what Jeremy said about how like us having a stable marriage was like such a goal that you wanted. But, it's like, but then I realized that I think in a way I was being blamed for your serial dating. And I was like, yes, yes, I think, no, I think like, that, that, that's accurate. It's no, I mean, I'm not secretive about the fact that like I, I was adopted. My my birth father was 17 and my birth mother was 15, right? right. So like they weren't adults. But just because you have a child does not make you an adult. Totally. So it's like, I feel like I grew up under the realization at age, you know, four or five that like, oh, mommy, daddy, don't love each other. They're not, not gonna be together forever. You're not gonna be the super mature thing. And it's like, I feel like I knew that a little bit earlier on. And I think some people just like idolized adults to this like- Oh, absolutely. Unhealthy amount. That's exactly what it was. They're 
They're humans too. Totally. It's okay. Totally. I was probably like 19 or 20. Like it was so late in life for me to be like, oh my God. It was like, I'm more mature than this 40 year old. I'm sorry. What? You also probably didn't. I, I feel like my circle of friends in like eighth grade did everything we could to point out how um, uh, underwhelming adults were, especially teachers throughout my entire high school oh, career. Yeah, no, so no, I feel no, like no. I, we pushed back on that a little bit. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I was just there to like learn, win awards, get scholarships, whatever it was. Like I was I was there to be a student. Nerd. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Who yeah. I all now work with and are doing great. So nerds, keep it up. Keep it up, you're doing great. Also my band nerds and choir geeks. Oh my God, the, I feel like the band geeks are like here for you as a band geek. They only want to talk about drum corps. Yeah. It was Phantom Regiment. I was in Phantom Regiment. Oh, my, you've literally there. gotten that many questions, that question so many times. I'm so from Rockford, the Illinois, the home of Phantom Regiment. I, right. I was in Phantom Regiment. And for the 74 people that know what that is on this podcast, thank you, thank you for asking. They're excited. And everybody else is like, what the fuck are they talking I about? I still don't really know what you're talking Moving about. Moving on. Moving on. So, I mean, timeline wise. Okay, so like timelines, I feel like are something that society has created. The only thing that is a little bit real, what? Okay, I go, I'm not gonna interrupt you, go ahead. The only thing that is a little bit real is that like women's reproductive system is on a, a kind of like a science timeline of like when things happen smoother than others what it, yes society creates timelines around a lot of other things but no that's the one thing that society did not create uh biology and nature created the reproductive timeline no but i'm saying like a society created like the idea of like you should be married before you have kids da, 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 da. like you should do this you should move in together you should get married you should have babies da, 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 da. you know what i mean like right but when you think about it just history wise yeah like, contraception isn't exactly a, a millennial old type of technology. So totally. the idea is if you're only having sex with one person, you would have sex with the person that you're marrying mm -hmm. and then you would have a child with them. If there's right. no contraception, then you probably are gonna have a kid with someone you're not married to. So that's why like that timeline was created. Yeah, I guess, yeah. No, that that is yeah. why that no, was. No, yeah, created. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm just like processing the information. Right. Yeah. So like that's why there's a very natural form of like totally, why it was totally. Which is also like when everyone's like, hey, you should have no sexual partners besides the person that you married. It's like I totally get that in a world where condoms don't exist. Right. <laughs> but hey, fun fact, we do have a few options here, which right. are really fun. And to we're use. not sponsored by any of them, but Yet. we could be. Yeah. People are like, shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, but it's true, like that's a timeline that was like created. And I feel like we've been running with that ball for a couple hundred years that we don't need to be so serious about because you can have a baby at 20 and 25 and 30 and really up to 35. Yeah, totally, totally. And people have babies at 40. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just actually talking to, so I have two friends. One that is 22. I have two friends. Uh, two period. friends, that's it. That's all I have, two so friends. So me and your mom. Right, so you and Moose. And um, <laughs> one friend had a baby at 22. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, like I was like up to date with her experience and how it was and like her recovery and just like how she bounced back. And I had a friend who had a baby at 36, I think it was. Okay. And hearing her experience and this shit was black and white it is crazy being called a geriatric pregnancy and being high risk over the age of 30 is genuinely so scary over to the age me of 30 is a geriatric pregnancy no, uh maybe it's 32 or three N nurses everywhere are like oh she's so yeah weird. i mean nurses everywhere are like let us know bitch that's not right yeah, fact, um she, fact, was, she was 36 and she was a geriatric preg geriatric pregnancy right um, but like that idea scares me so much cause I'm 27 now and I feel like I am nowhere ready to have children. Like literally nowhere in the realm Amen. of having, well, was, 
It's great. I agree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Like, I, there is not a bone in my body. I feel like some people hit a specific age and they're like, oh my God, like, I've got baby fever. And I'm like, get that fucking alien thing away from me. Like, I, I don't, I don't want one of those. Like, give me another puppy. I don't want one of those. Ned Nero's kid's pretty cute. Oh, Ned Nero's kid. Wes is so Wes cute. Is cute. Wes is so cute. And I always feel like a little bit cynical every time I'm like, I, I hate babies, but yours is cute. Like, okay, this is why we are so good together because I hate babies, but I know, okay. (laughs) I don't hate babies. I don't hate babies. I don't Uh, hate babies. Roll it back, roll it back, roll it back, roll it back. Don't cut it, though. Don't cut it. it Don't cut it, but roll it back. I don't hate babies. I (laughs) I don't hate babies. End quote, Lordy, I I don't hate babies. I just like, like, you know how there are people who are, when they're at a party and someone has a baby and they are immediately drawn like a magnet. I need to hold that baby. Yes. I want to just pinch his cheeks. Yes. I want to hold him. He's amazing. I just want to smell him. Look at the smell of the new baby. It's amazing. Yes, yes, And I want to say, uh, you should take that fucking baby and I don't want to hold it. My friend's uh, nephew just had a baby or friend's cousin or whatever. And she sent me a picture of it. And she's like, I know you hate babies, but like, look at the baby. And I'm like, cool. That's a baby. They just look like little aliens. I don't know. I just like, I know, I know from like the core of my being that I will love the shit out of my own child. I just like the little alien baby just doesn't do it for me. And I, I, I appreciate and respect the love for people's children. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. And I love to- How are you going to tie this one back? I don't know. I can't wait for you to I sell this one. <laughs> you know what? Half a bottle of champagne later and I don't really know either. But like toddlers, so fun. So cute. I love toddlers. I think they're so funny okay. and so sweet and like innocent and pure. Like the most pure being in the entire world. But just like a newborn baby to me is like very alien-like. And I'm like, yeah. My favorite- um, <laughs> I'm going to save you here. My favorite mothers are the ones who understand that you might not like babies or whatever, but uh-huh. they're in a public setting and, and they're like, you know, hold them. Like, no, I need you to hold this fucking kid. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't really know how to hold him. Oh, uh, you can't hurt him. You're fine here. And they just kind of hand it to you and like run away. And I'm just That's like, my worst nightmare. But to me, it's like, it's kind of funny. Cause like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt your kid. I'm like, not good. And then like, oh, he's fine. Go ahead. So my cousin as a child, as like a newborn baby was ugly as shit. Like okay. an alien looking baby. You weren't the cutest thing. I was adorable. I don't know what you're talking about. Lauren, I love you so much. I think you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're so great. You were not a cute baby. I was adorable. And your mother will confirm. I was adorable. You guys are both delusional. Anyway, so my cousin, hideous baby, like hideous baby, and my aunt, knowing that she did not, you know. Yeah, but your aunt's funny like that. No, my aunt's so funny. My aunt's so funny. She obviously gave birth to this this baby who grew up to be a great kid. Right. Great kid. Love him. Um, who's no longer ugly. Who's no longer ugly. No, no, no. But as a newborn baby, yeah, wasn't good. this thing was an alien. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. This thing and was an alien. My aunt, my aunt would roll up to her friends with my cousin in the stroller and be like, isn't he so cute? That's Just dirty. to like read the expressions and the reactions that people would have to seeing my cousin in the stroller. And they'd be like, oh, oh. Oh, so cute. So cute. So cute. So if you have um, uh, a baby. Uh, we don't hate it. Right, no, 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 no. I, I genuinely don't hate babies. I just am not drawn to them. Yeah, I don't want to hold your kid. I don't want to hold your kid. And I, I also I also get nervous for its well-being. I'm same. like, I don't really know I'm how to hold a that. baby. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. I don't want to be responsible for dropping it. And it's it's a lot of pressure and I'm not up for the, the challenge. Yeah. So anyway, so timeline. So um, I, I just feel like it's something that everyone grows up having a general idea 
of when they ideally want things to happen. Yeah, but we idolize that shit. Uh, the back to the Disney, Nickelodeon, and every totally. cartoon, everything else. Like totally, the winners fall in love with the person that they love. Yeah, and they live happily, and they lived happily ever after. Absolutely, like that doesn't really exist anymore unless it's like like complete like a farce or it's like sarcastic or whatever mm -hmm. like but like that's how every fucking movie that was in black and white up until 1993 ended they lived happily they a man and a woman right. lived happily ever after yeah. and i am here to tell you there's a lot more out there than that happily ever after totally and that's fucking okay and it's totally okay yeah no 100 i feel like uh, there's so many there's so many couples uh, and, and i don't know if it's a female thing or just because i talk to more females about it because i have a lot of female friends who experience it and i feel like there's such like a pressure to like and I don't know if it's a comparison thing because social media can be so toxic around like being like, oh my God, my engagement, my baby shower, my wedding, and the photos that go along with it on social media. And it pressures other people to feel like they have FOMO of like experiencing that life milestone. But it's, it's just like a crazy thing that like you need to be so flexible and realistic about. And I feel like growing up, like learning that like fairy tale story from like Disney movies, it's like you think you're going to meet your Prince Charming and you're going to fall in love. And you and, did. And I did. And I did. And um, and you're gonna get a fat rock and then have like your fairy tale no, wedding. No, oh, I thought that part was still happening. No, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Right. Hey, we'll talk well. about that. We'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. My favorite. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, get it, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I, I just feel like it's, it's, everything is so different now and it's so flexible and open-ended and. I mean, if, if, if the worldwide lockdown has done anything, I feel like all of our friends who are like either newly engaged or have been engaged, just like, right. Let's go to the fucking courthouse. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. So many of our, of our, our friends are like. Either I had a friend, yeah, yeah. One of our, our couple friends just got engaged. Or no, they got engaged last year, supposed to have their wedding. It got canceled because of the pandemic and had like the most amazing photos from just getting like courthouse wed. And it was so cool because like genuinely at the end of the day, like that's not the thing that matters. Like it's your day-to-day -day life that matters. It's uh, your, your partner that puts his socks on the counter that matters. I will only push back in the sense that I think that some people really do idolize and have a dream about that day. Mm -hmm. I don't. And it, it doesn't matter for me, but for some people it's really, really important. And it's really important to the family. Mm -hmm. And if that's something that's you know, worth that value, I'm not going to shit or talk, you know, negative about anyone who wants a big, big day like that. Totally. But for the people that are like, oh, I guess I feel, I feel like I should reconsider. <laughs> I mean, like to get married. No, not the marriage thing. Just like the the ceremony and the things that go into it, the pre and the, the during and the post. The amount of people that could put a down payment on a house. Right. Or have 300 of their friends at a wedding. Right. Should consider the down payment on the house. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I like, if do what you want to do. Genuinely, like if that's important to you to have that memory and have that like night of your life to like do that and celebrate that. You're, you're saying this from a position where that you can, that's not fair. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like some people want that though. You're a big YouTuber and I work in tech. We can say that. I'm saying this. You have to think more realistically. I mean, okay, so my mom, literally since the day I've been born, has been saying, You should just get a lobe. You should that just great. you should just get a you should just get a lobe. Just get a lobe. Let's just, do that in twenty twenty nine. No. <laughs> my mom will literally like you you will just disappear one day if if we're not I'll be single yeah. again and I'll yes. be talking about the third engagement. Yes, 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 yes. Um no, but I don't know. I think that like situational. 
it's it is situational. situational. But the thing is, you got to know where you're at. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I guess is if being married is more important and the money's not there, don't let society tell you you need some massive fucking thing mm-hmm. to get married. Yeah. If the ceremony is important, then go all out. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Literally, you know whose wedding I'm so excited for, excited for one day? Zach and Maggie. Remy. Okay, well, I'm excited for Zach and Maggie. Also Zach and Maggie. Also Zach and Maggie. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just got like Courtney's Zach married. Kornfeld and Maggie Bustamante. Yeah, Bustamante, Corndity. Um, no, I think Remy is oh, going to yeah. have like the most insane wedding of our entire lives. And I'm like, this bitch is going to be like Cruz. come in down from a helicopter we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, on Remy horse. Remy Cruz. Remy Cruz, right. This bitch, this bitch is going to come in riding on a horse. Then she's going to get airlifted into the sky so that everyone can see a 360 of her dress. It's going to be insane. She's going to do like four dress changes. Like I already know that Remy is going to have the most insane wedding of our entire lifetime. And I'm so excited. And you know what? I think, I think it's like, I think it's great to have a friend like that in your, in your circle that is, uh, that is down for that because that's, that's not me. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to ask questions that are not uncomfortable, but are uncomfortable, but awkward, but not awkward, but not for awkward for us, but I think it could be weird for the outside perspective. Okay. I want you to answer within one second. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. Oh my God. Get the knee sweat going. Ready? (laughs) Yeah. At what age? Yeah. Do you want to have a kid? Oh, what am I now? I'm 27. I don't know. 33. Gail goes. <gasps> yeah, my mom okay, right ready? now is texting me like screaming at me. My mom would like a grandchild last year. Okay. At what age uh-huh. did you think you were going to be married in high school? In high school, I would have graduated at what? Like 18, uh, 17, 18. I, I did, it, I'm, did I not? One second. Was sorry. Three. Sorry. I'm thinking back. I'm half a bottle of champagne in. Um... I feel like by 27, I probably thought that I would have a child. Oh, so I, maybe that, not. Maybe that not. That was marriage, but that's sure. Oh, wait, what? I asked how old you. Oh, married, mm-hmm. married. Oh, for sure. In high school, I thought by 27, I'd for sure be married. But also in high school, there was no like Lord DIY was not a thing. I was only Lauren Ray Mackey and I had no idea what I wanted to go to college or university for or whatever. And like. There was no world where I didn't live in Ontario, Canada in high school. So I think I've right. really shifted. But by 27, I definitely in high school would have been like, yeah, 99.9% sure I will be married by 27. And how many guys, and this answer will not hurt my feelings, I assure you. How many guys have you thought you were going to marry? Including you? I, if you think that. Two. Really? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, I mean, how many people flip the same question? You. What? Uh, what the last question? Yeah. Uh, three. Oh. Three. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Like I think my high school girlfriend, I was like, I had this idea of. Right. And then, the one I was engaged to, and then. Me. We'll see if it pans out. Me. We'll see if it pans out. <laughs> TB, no, TBD. I mean, I think the idea People of People at home are like, oh my God, she's desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, okay, just to totally changing gears here. I think the idea of high school sweethearts is so like amazing. And I've seen it work out a bunch of times, a handful of times for sure. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's for some people. But yeah, in high school, I think... Uh, I don't know. There was like some realistic part of me that was like, yeah, none of these are for me. I guess um, my whole point of asking that is not because I don't know the answer to that. My, my uh-huh. point of ans- answering that is that I've 
thrice thought that I had found the one, right? right? And I'm not any, I don't know how happy I was for the first two whatever, but my point is that you're, I don't know if the one exists. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I'm not here to tell you that. My my whole point is that I, I think that we get so fascinated and, and obsessed with like, oh, I found the one, we gotta mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people in this world. This is gonna sound like maybe crazy, but like I absolutely don't believe in the one. I no longer do either. I just don't wanna crush people's dreams. What? I just don't wanna crush people's dreams. Yeah, I mean, I just like, no, but I, I actually think it's more encouraging to think about like if you're compatible with a hundred thousand people on this entire planet. You know what I mean? It's like for you to be able to meet one of those people is such a blessing. And it's so incredible to like know that you're compatible with a handful of people. And that's great. I just like, I don't believe in the concept of the one. I just Uh, feel like you don't meet enough people to ever know that for sure. I mean, there's just statistically that would say that's not correct. Right. If there was only one and there's 8 billion people in the world, right. no one would stay together. Right. Yeah. No, no totally I just, I, to me, there's just a world where the, the one for you might be the one until your life changes. Absolutely. I mean, you grow and change so much every single year. And if you don't grow together and grow, you know, um, in sync, things change. It's going to be May. It's what? It's going to be May in sync. Oh, it's gonna be May. That's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ooh. Oh no. Okay. So, no, no, no. So something I want to touch about is going back to Gail and Donna. Uh-huh. Donna, my mother. Gail, uh, Lauren's mother. The millennial versus boomer timeline. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I talked to I talked to my mother today. She's not happy about this podcast, guys. She is not happy. She is very upset that I'm sharing these terrible stories with everybody. And I appreciate everybody for not judging us for learning from the past. Mm-hmm. And thank you for all of your warm welcome support. Donna's on the fence. She'll be a fan soon. Not yet. She has to warm up to the idea. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's she'll okay. Get there. But the difference between the boomer millennial timelines is fucking insane. I think my mom actually is much more in line and accepting of the millennial timeline than yours. Yeah. The I mean, thing like Gail's is, like, she, she, she accepts yeah, it. Yeah, she, she accepts it. She doesn't want to. The thing is that, is that Gail wants a grandchild so bad. Like she's retired and she's fit and she's still so able-bodied and she just like is ready to take a grandchild to the water park, to a ski hill. I think she's ready to take that that child to anything that that child wants to go to. Oh, she is, she is ready. And like, and like, this is like why Moose gets like 16 new toys every time she comes to LA. But like, she is ready to spoil the shit, the absolute living shit out of this grandchild. And like, I just am so far from that, that unfortunately, mom, if you're listening, hello, I love you. But like, there are no offspring coming from this womb anytime soon. And I'm so sorry. At least not planned. I'm so sorry. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that she's she's adamant and like is like boomer timeline, like live together, marriage, baby. But I think she just wants a grandchild because it's like convenient for her schedule right now. Unfortunately, that's, it's not convenient for mine. It's so. oversimplifying <laughs> it too much. You think? It's not convenient for her. She just wants no, no, no. to see that happen. Yeah, no, no, she wants to see that happen. But also like, she's like, this would be a great time in my life for like, it's not, it's not a selfish decision, but she was like, I would have so much fun right now if I had a grandchild. Right, but I also think that there was a world where the, the boomers had children when they were obviously able-bodied to do so. And right. like they were like, okay, we finally have enough saved way to like get the first house, whatever. And I think she looks at us and she's like, 
you guys have more than enough resources oh, and yeah, more than enough time. For sure, for sure. And you can just hire someone to to fill in when you're not, whatever. Why don't right. you guys do that? We're just, we're just not ready. Oh, I'm so far from being ready. Like, I'm literally so far from being ready. Yeah, we're also not married, so. Right. So, like, shame on you out of wedlock child. Right. And as two virgins. Duh. People are like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that there are some people and not necessarily, we don't really have it that bad. We have friends, however, who are honestly, I feel terrible for them, for their families putting so much pressure on them Mm -hmm. to follow this fucking complete false timeline of what they need to do to be successful. And if not, they're old fucking news. Like that's ridiculous. People will be on their time. Don't rush it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, outside of like the the literal bi- biological or no. Yeah, you got a biological clock. I Biolog- get that. Yeah. But that's, there's a big old window between 18 and 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And 40. Like, obviously, like it's more risky. I get that. But like you don't have to pop things off at 23. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, on that, um, that I feel I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling stressed a little bit with my ovaries. Um, Before we wrap it up. A couple things. Uh, no, no, these are all good things. Okay. So a couple okay. things. Uh, starting to um, have a little more conversations with folks about what we're going to talk about. We uh-huh. want to hear the feedback. Yeah. So outside of answering all the ridiculous things and fact checking us for all the dumb shit, if you could comment, this would be very helpful. If you could comment below specific things that you want us to cover. And when when I say we'd like to talk about specific things, we are experts at fucking nothing. Okay. So when I say, so you it's more s- like our opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, don't, this is not the word. This is, you should take everything we say with a grain of salt. For sure. Very, uh, a very, very, like a rock of salt. Right, right. We, we host a podcast. She makes content on YouTube and I sell software. That does not make us professionals at literally no, anything. No, no, no. I make crafts. Right. I make crafts. I sell licensing agreements. Right. Right. That does not give me full right to tell you what you should do with your life. That being said, we'll definitely tell you what to do with your life. So uh, come back next week to hear some more life advice. No, you, but like throw it, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or yeah, YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'll, uh, we're also starting a Facebook page because there are people that are requesting it. I'll do that. I promise I'm getting around to it. It was a busy couple of weeks. For sure. Um, but outside of that, the support's been fucking amazing. People are being so nice once again. And I'm just waiting for people to be mean. They're not yet. I'm just waiting for it. I don't know why you're waiting for that. I also feel like you even putting that into the world is like, don't like even manifest the mean. I just, people are people are mean sometimes. People are mean sometimes. People yeah. are being super nice and supportive. And they're like the DMs that I've gotten of like, yo, I really appreciate the way that you like described this. Yeah. It's been like, oh God, that feels good. Yeah. I probably got one of the meanest YouTube comments I've ever gotten in my entire life today. And I, I, I dwelled on it for a long time. You did. So, you shared um, it. You talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I sent it in in uh, my, my best friend group chat. I sent it to Jeremy. I sent it to my mom. Yeah. That person is insecure. I was mad. Is I was mad. Actually, the, the, the sad thing was they think they thought they were complimenting you, but that's they okay. They did. They did. 100%. That's okay. Anyways, anyways, so um, we appreciate all of the positive feedback. Genuinely, it makes us feel so nice. If you've got a Spotify and Apple account or a Stitcher or a, a, anything else, be, be, what, go bean, follow. Podbean. Podbean. Bean. The podcast that go follow likes i don't even, just just to do it because that would be nice for us because we're sure. trying to you know make a little bit of money on this thing all right so we are going to put a halt put a pin in all of the self promo um it's, stop drop roll rate the podcast follow and subscribe on your streaming platform of choice lauren and i, I have scheduled sex for tonight great yeah i love that we sent a google calendar invite we didn't actually but but that's coming have. soon so yeah. um yeah. we have coitus to attend to <laughs> Ew, I hate the word coitus so much. Why? What? Why? I don't know. Just like a gross word, coitus. Oh, by the way, uh, Lauren and my mother, you can hop off now. Hey, that, my eye is twitching. I have to go. Okay, knee sweat and all. Thank you Bye. for listening to me. Bye.
<laughs> Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.